Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 702, recorded live on Devil's Night, October 30th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who sent me some random questions today, Dave Play. I have three cans in front of me. <laughs> And the man who has the answer, the one on the left, Andy Lowe, hi. Are they all spindrift? It is a jolly good grape soda. Oh, not spindrift. Not spindrift. Jolly good. I'm going full native, Andy. Jolly good is the Fago of Wisconsin. Made in Random Lake, Wisconsin. You already looked it up? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Cryer Foods For began as a... The f- other choices were root beer and sour power. <clears throat> sour power? What is sour power? Sour power. It is 50% grapefruit and 50% lime. It tastes like squirt. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Jolly Good began as Cryer Foods... Back in 1913, originally canning beets, corns, and beans. Sorry, I tuned out. What was that? (laughs) Cryer Foods began as a food preservation company in 1913, canning beets, corns, and beans. Okay, then. That's not what they do now. Nope. Strawberry soda. Okay. So, Dave, pray tell... Why were you wondering about broadcasting towers? Yeah. Uh, Laura and I were out this afternoon, and we were driving home, and I saw the tower in front of me, and I was just looking at it, sitting at the stoplight, going like, God damn, that is a very tall structure. And I asked Laura how tall she thought it was, and she said, like, not, not very tall, like 20 stories. And I'm like, I think that's bigger than 20 stories. Like, significantly bigger than 20 stories. I was still way off. I was guessing, like, 500 feet. I was guessing that it was, like, a 50-story. No, it is not 500 feet. It was significantly more than 500 feet. (laughs) Yeah, Dave's just like, hey, uh... How 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 can you tell how tall a broadcast tower is? I'm like, well, you you gotta look it up at the FCC page. You go to the FCC because clearly they have all of that information. Yes. Why wouldn't they? Well, specifically broadcast towers, they have. If they don't broadcast, then I think you would have to go through the FAA if it's over 200 feet. Well, I was pretty sure this one was over 200 feet. Yes. And you said specifically broadcast tower, therefore, I was like, well, well I'll just... I, I was assuming based on the stuff that was on it. Like, I don't know what it's actually used for, but it sure looks like a broadcast tower. Most likely I was going that's... to guess predominantly cellular broadcast, but... I don't know if the cell guys are on the the tower list or not. I'd have to look that up. I mean, it's a really tall tower. Yeah, nope, the... Well, I'd, the, I'd be very surprised if they did not throw at least some cellular work like partway up the tower. Yeah, no. The, the, after, if you get too high with the cellular, it doesn't really work all that well because the phone still has to broadcast back to the tower. Right, right, right. It's, it is a two-way signal. Yes. 
radio, so, yeah. not so much. Yeah, no, radio is one way. The, the telephones are two ways. So, yeah, no, you can't put it up too high. Otherwise, yeah, yeah you, your, your, your tower would be able to reach every phone, but... But the phones can't talk back. Yeah. That is problematic. Yes. No, there was um, some ham radio guys did that where they try, they wanted to make a really long Wi-Fi link, and they actually built, like, a giant dish for the... Um, for their little Wi-Fi dongle. Yeah, like a parabolic fu- dish. Yeah, big parabolic dish for the Wi-Fi dongle. It worked great. They could actually receive the tower that was, you know, on the mountain some way far away. But they couldn't, they could only yeah. receive the data. They Their little Wi-Fi dongle wasn't a strong enough transmitter. Transmitter. Yeah, to make it that whole way. But yes, no, that uh, those were pretty tall towers. Those are, what was what did I say, 1,300 feet for the first one, and then for some odd reason you asked me another one? Well, because there was one ahead of me and one behind me. Okay. And you gave me the height of the one that I had asked for, and I'm like, that seems really tall. I wonder if it's the one that's, like, even taller that's behind me, and maybe Andy just, like, mixed the two of them up. And so I'm like, what about this one? And you're like, that one's even taller. And I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Not the tallest in Wisconsin, though. No, but certainly the tallest in Madison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, the the tower that I took down, which I had uh, shown Dave the video for this, I also have it posted on my Facebook if um, people want to see. It's not a very exciting video because... um, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a very tall, tall tower falling over. Yeah. You can see the base of it fall I mean, over. That, that is pretty exciting. It, it's it's only a hundred and what I say, one hundred and sixty feet. I think. Yeah, something like that. It was a pretty short tower for yeah. these sorts of towers. I was just thinking though, as I was as I was driving home, and you gave me that answer. I'm like, what would it take to bring that down? Like, there's, I. It is long enough that I don't know that you could bring it down in any one direction safely. Um. Probably not. I'd have to look at your maps again. But there's... there's um, they, they, They'd have to, like, send helicopters and disassemble it. No, no, no. It's called a gin pole. G-I-N-P-O-L-E, I do believe. <clears throat> where you actually basically put a secondary pole um, attached to the tower below what you want to remove. So you, you, you clamp it below mm-hmm. what you want to remove, and then you remove part of the tower, you attach it to the gin pole, and you basically slide it down the tower. And then you, you know, once it's out of the way, you lower the gin pole down the tower. This is similar to how they construct and deconstruct tower cranes. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. So, you, yes, if it's an extremely tall tower, you do it that way. If If you have the space okay. to tip it over, you could just tip it right over sometimes um the way i did this one was um i just you know i over torsioned two sides so it was it was literally like pulling itself over and i just i just cut one side and it Mm -hmm. just you know physics man (laughs) just let physics take the wheel yeah just i'm like wait this always takes the wheel yeah by by definition um but still, this the video that I had recorded was actually the second tower. The first one, I'm like sitting there going, like, I think 
theoretically physics should, you know, handle it this way, but I'm not going to take any chances. No, so, I'm I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, no, the the video that I showed you was actually uh, a couple minutes longer because I started recording it and then I walked out to my, you know, spot. And then I actually like stood there and did a checklist going, okay, if the tower goes this way, that's good. If the tower goes this way, I should run in that direction towards those trees for greatest, you know, safety. If it goes the other way, I should run over in this direction. So I was literally doing like running away from things. Hey, man, if the tower's coming down, just run at a 45 degree angle away from. Why not a 90 degree angle? Because you want to get you want to get back away from it. You want to get out from under it. Yes. I don't know. I, I was always 90 degree I, angle. I was always taught when I learned about tree felling in Boy Scouts that you always run in a 45 degree angle away from the tree. Okay. Who am I to question the wisdom of Boy Scouts? You are Google, you are literally googling why 45 degree yes, run away. I I'm probably not going to find anything, but yeah, family handyman. Let's see. Keep yourself there by the wedges. Estimate the felling zone. Uh, Here we go. Clearing the cutting zone. Clear away any brush around the trunk and clear two escape routes on the non-falling side of the tree. They should be about 45 degrees away from each in uh, in the opposite directions. So they're, yeah, even... Okay, but why not 90? I don't know. I was just always taught 45 degree angles back away <laughs> from the tree. Okay. Well, good. Good to know. Yep. Good real real world experience. Like was real life skills. That's what it's called. Yep. The real life skills part. Do you watch um, or, or have you watched? I know the answer is already no, because I'm about to ask you if you've seen something in like the last two years. And the answer is always no. Um, the game show. Um, actually. Yeah, that's a no. Okay. The premise of the game show is it's nerds doing nerdy things um, where they they the host has a stack of questions. They are statements. They're not questions. They are statements. They are incorrect statements about nerdy culture stuff. And so the the contestants are then tasked with identifying what is incorrect about the statement. Okay. They always end the the final question is about real-life skills and has <laughs> nothing to do with nerds and nerd culture and nerdy things. Like, one of the episodes was about reading a power meter. It was the real-life skill of reading your electric meter. Wait, why does that look like Emily from Adam Ruins Everything? So Because that is Emily Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> okay. Because Adam came from College Humor... And brought a lot of his friends from College Humor with him. Adam has been on the show several times. Okay. It's a really, really good show. It's very well designed. Sorry, Kate's messaging me. But I I brought it up because you would... What? What's going on? Okay, now I'm back. All right. 
<clears throat> so yes, my random knowledge once again comes coming into well, I mean random knowledge. I'm like, huh? I wonder how tall that broadcast tower is. Gee, I know. Let me ask my friend who's a fucking broadcast engineer. Random knowledge, my ass. <laughs> <clears throat> well, this this is a lot of interesting people on this show. On um, um, actually, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the episodes are pretty short. I mean, yeah. like twenty. So like, <clears throat> yeah. No, I see that these are like twenty minute long episodes. This should be short. Granted, you know, trying to get. Yeah. I I saw I saw one episode of Squid Game. <clears throat> I have two. I saw the first episode and was astounded when I looked at the clock and I realized it was only an hour. And I'm like, how? Now I just got to figure out, you know, when I can sit down and watch the other five hours of it. But nine episodes. Oh, is it yeah. nine episodes? I don't know. I thought it was. I do six. not know. <clears throat> Might be. I don't know. Hold on. I'm checking. Why are you taking my word for this? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, nope, it is nine. I was right? Yeah, you were right. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, okay then. <clears throat> Wait a second. Was Designated Survivor <clears throat> originally a Korean show? Or did we, we did we do it first and then they copied it? What? Oh, no, we, we did it first. Okay. A South Korean remake entitled Designated Survivor was produced. Okay. So is there anything else that you would like to know of broadcast towers at all, or should we actually move <laughs> on to uh, to actual topics? Yes. We, we can talk about actual topics. Okay. I mean, I, I always want to know how you're doing, Andy, and we haven't gotten to actually talk about or the fact that Michigan lost today against Michigan State <laughs> in a last-minute what-the-hell <clears throat> You couldn't stop the running game. Clearly. What was it, five running touchdowns from that one guy? I have no idea. I didn't watch the game. Oh. I think it was five. Hold on. Let's see. <clears throat> rushing. No, not Michigan rushing. Michigan State rushing. Yep, five, five touchdowns from one. Jeez. One player. One guy. One guy, five, five touchdowns, 23 carries, eight and a half yards per carry. <clears throat> if, yeah, if you could have stopped the running game, that, that would have helped. <laughs> oh, well. Which reminds me, I should check out the Mac football. How's that doing? Oh, how is Eastern doing this year? I'm checking that out right now. I don't remember if they played today or not. Let's no, find no. out. They lost. Not oh. today, though. Uh, today is the 30th. They didn't play today. They play on a Tuesday. Yep. Against Toledo. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Money. No, no, I'm looking at their logo. The Eastern E, which is all right angles. There is nary a curve or slanted line. <laughs> Well, they call it the block E, so. It, yeah, well, it's also the block M, but there's like a curve, there's a, a angle in it. There's something more than just 
I, I looked at it and I'm like, why did someone make a pixel representation of Eastern's E? And then I'm like, oh, oh, that's not a pixel representation. That is literally the Eastern E. And I'm just now, because like they had a different one. I swear they had a different one. Wow. Okay. I don't, well, don't that's, think so. that's exciting. Nope, I guess not. It's just the first time I've seen it like that, where I'm like, that just looks like someone made a Pixel E. Yeah, it looks like Northern Illinois is going to run away with the conference, though. Mm. They're 6-2, and 4-0 in the conference. <clears throat> yeah, now they're probably going to... Everybody else in the conference is 2-2. Two and two. Gotta love a circular firing squad. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about topics. We got plenty. Let's talk about meta. <laughs> oh my god, I, I don't I don't get it. What meta is, or why they're doing this? Well, I I have a feeling why they're doing it is because they're trying to pull a Google and basically get out of contracts and everything else with that Facebook name, or basically liability. Yep. Contracts and liability, that's right. what it's like all about. Facebook is now just that one section of the company. And it, it makes it easier to hide against like the antitrust things that are happening, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, oh, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, everything's owned by Facebook. Now no, it's like, no, everything's owned by Meta. Facebook is owned by Meta, and WhatsApp is owned by Meta, and everything's Meta. Laura's just pissed that they're trying to like take the word. She's like, why, why do they get the word Meta? I I don't know. This is this is just yeah, they're going to rename it the Oculus Quest to the Meta Quest. I mean, are they? That's what they said. That's I had assumed Oculus would stay Oculus. Yep, we want to make it clear that, that Quest is a Meta product. Starting oh, in early 2022, so- you will see you will start to see the shift from Oculus Quest from Facebook to MetaQuest, an Oculus app to MetaQuest app. I mean, that seems like a bad idea. Like, they're they're losing some of their brand awareness there. But sure, if that's what they want to do, who are we to stop them? Literally can't. I mean, right. Like, it's, it's Facebook, or Meta, I guess. Oh, um, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about it than that. It's just like, what the hell? Like, so they're just trying to get out of you. You think they're trying to get out of contracts. I think they're trying to distance themselves from public perception so that it's no longer people like trashing Facebook. Yeah, liability and contracts. That's that's all it really is. Okay. Um, do you have anything in here about Hertz, by the way? Oh, no, I forgot about that one. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. And no, we're not talking about frequency. <laughs> to get back to, you know, your... <laughs> no, the, the car rental. Yes. Car rental company that just signed a contract with Tesla for one how many cars 100,000 teslas for a price tag of 4.2 billion that is a huge huge investment yes like insanely large 
<laughs> it did wonders for Tesla's stock. Well, yeah. And Tesla as a company is now worth over a trillion dollars. Oh my gosh. Because the stock increased because the Hertz announcement. So what like what was the what was the impetus of this? Like who it hurts well, among other things, who it hurts owned Tesla stock. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Cause like some someone had to do some insider trading there. They're like, hey, we're gonna announce a uh, huge deal with Tesla. That's probably gonna bump their stocks up a bit. Let's let's get in on that. I mean it's entirely illegal to do that, but Jesus, that's a that's a big order. How is Tesla even going to fill that? Can they make a hundred thousand cars in a year? Well, they're going to place the order for a hundred thousand Teslas by the end of twenty twenty two. Okay, Tesla produced just shy of five hundred and ten thousand video uh, vehicles in twenty twenty. That is a fifth of their production. Tesla Model 3 was the world's best-selling plug-in electric vehicle of 2019 and 2020, and evidently 2023, when they have to make all the ones for Hertz. <laughs> Hertz does indeed Jeez. plan to take it full advantage of Tesla's autonomy and connectivity features, basically suggesting that a Tesla could drive itself, yeah, drive itself directly to baggage claim after you have rented your Tesla. And be there to wait for you? Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. That's they are all of the sudden becoming like the the like primo auto rental. Uh, Hertz says that the cars will be delivered over the next 14 months. So 100,000 vehicles in 14 months. Yeah, that's that's a lot of cars. Yep. Did you know that the Tesla Gigafactory is situated on uh, Electric Avenue in <laughs> Sparks, Nevada? And if if somebody, you know, doesn't just play Electric Avenue on repeat as they're driving towards the Gigafactory, then something is oh, wrong. Oh, God, but do you know how... But, like... How upsetting would that be over time? Like one day, sure. Like, my, hey, it's my first day at the job. I'm going to Electric Avenue. Like, yeah, that sounds great. But like every day, could you imagine listening to that every day driving to work? How much would you hate that song? Okay, so that's that's just such a big purchase. That is insanely large. My question is, how come they didn't? You know, four point two billion for a hundred thousand Teslas is pretty close to sticker price. So Hertz didn't even want to, you know, didn't so even try. How come they didn't get any sort of deal? Yeah. Um, my guess is that they did, and that it's on things like maintenance and like warranties. So I have a feeling that Hertz. I mean. Hertz negotiated this, right? Yes. Like they sat down and said, let's like, we, we would like to do this. Let's talk through this and see what we can do. That comes out like with both of us ahead. And my guess is they agreed to pay that price for the cars, but also for um, like unlimited warranty. Like as long as the Tesla is owned by Hertz, anything breaks, telling the bill. This is pure speculation. Right. I have no proof of this. But if I were about to place an order for a hundred thousand cars, 
I would want that to be included. Now, okay, so here's another question. Um, yeah, I'd mean, also ooh ooh, I'd also ask Tesla to include the power. That's my thing was the fact is you know when you rent a car, you have to return it basically. <laughs> yep. With the tank full, full gas. Yeah. So my guess is that they they also have reached a deal with Tesla for power. I mean, you you'll still be responsible for charging the car before you bring it back. Unless that's part of the thing going like, okay, you drop it off here, you know, and plug it into the charger. Or heck, the car drops you off at the gate and then drives. And then drives itself back to turn itself in. Yeah. That that would be pretty cool. That I would don't, be pretty I don't, cool. I don't have to worry about. I don't know if that would be worth it, but that would be pretty cool. I mean, that 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 was the last time I went to the airport. That was a majority of my time was, you know, going from the parking lot. the rental cars. And, you know, yeah, taking the shuttle. Hmm. Yep. But now you could rent a Tesla. By now, I mean sometime in early 2023. Okay. What else we got? You got a lot of topics on here. Speaking of of construction. You want to talk about the uh, chip shortage that, you know, Somehow Tesla is going to have to contend with when building these 100,000 cars. <laughs> um, it looks like it might actually <clears throat> be around for a while. The chip shortage. Yes. The sh- according to... I mean, yeah. Like, because there's a huge demand and we are, we are like, way behind. Um, they, the head of one of the semiconductor places says the shortages are going to continue indefinitely. Maybe that doesn't mean 10 years, but we're certainly not talking about quarters. We're talking about years. And I, I, I actually had another firsthand uh, interaction with this where um, <clears throat> one of our, one of our broadcast towers is over 200 feet. Yes. And requires lighting on it. Per the FAA. Yes. Um, well, our our lighting controller seems to be malfunctioning. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's okay. You can put it in a, you know, as long as you notify the FAA right away, they give you a grace period to fix the problem. Right. But I so was talking... I presume you've notified the FAA. Yes. Um, okay. So I go to order a new, and? A new uh, lighting control system. And the guy yeah. that I normally talk to, who is a um, distributor of broadcast equipment, you know, says, uh, you know, should be inst, you know, he had, he had like a little boilerplate thing that he actually says he now has to say with every order that if, you know, it, if, if it technically is not marked as currently in stock, he has to basically stays like, you know, due to chip shortages, we cannot guarantee, you know, delivery of you know, your equipment in a timely manner. Like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, I have to say that now with every order. Oops. You know, our, my lighting control, yes, it's, it's shipping. Actually, right now I got the UPS number earlier today. But still, it's just, you know, he was telling me like, yeah, it's, this guy literally, his job is to order equipment and get it delivered to broadcasters. And he says, even at his thing, it doesn't seem to be getting better. It actually seems to be getting worse. 
And then I go read this article saying, hey, yeah, no, this chip shortage might be lasting a while. I'm like, oh, yep, I have, I have seen it and I have felt it personally. And a lot of this, um, a lot of this stuff well, that's, that's can't be fixed overnight either. Because you need, you need to train yeah. people and you need to you build need factories. You need factories. And, you know, building factories means you need all the infrastructure to actually support the factory. First and foremost. Yep. So power and water and um, roads, all those need to be in place first before the factory can even, you know, be built. Houses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Could you use a Raspberry Pi as the lighting controller? Uh, on that tower? I do believe so, yes. So yes, I probably could, could buy use this. a Raspberry Pi 02W? <laughs> Worst name ever. <laughs> Raspberry Pi 02W. Yes, but it's spelled out zero, but the number two. So this this is the Raspberry Pi that's not... not you well, know. it's the Raspberry Pi Zero. Yes, but this is the second iteration no, it's, now. It's the Raspberry Pi Zero. It's... The second gen, so it's Raspberry Pi Zero Two, and then the W I assume means wireless. <clears throat> sure. Was the first one not wireless? Jeez, I don't remember. But <laughs> just I'm just looking at the stats of this this computer on a circuit board, and thinking back to like my old PCs that I used to have that had like capacitors inside them on the motherboard, and just like very large blocky things on them and i'm looking at this going like how 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 have we miniaturized to this point this is a one gigahertz processor with 512 megabytes of ram <clears throat> wi-fi bluetooth hdmi output yep i wonder what its power consumption is like it's i know it's a five volt power supply but like if I if I hooked it to my thirty thousand amp hour battery, like how long could this thing run? Uh, let me see. <laughs> uh, with slightly reduced peak current rating at two point five amps. Oh, this is overkill if you're powering like a zero two thousand milliamp hour. Sorry, even this 30 is thirty amp hours. The website says even this is overkill if you're powering a zero two W, but it will come in handy if you want to power Raspberry Pi three or three B plus. So what is okay? What's the power usage of that? So the zero two W is even lower than that. Yes, I mean that battery could already run it for fifteen hours. <clears throat> so I could put a computer in my pocket. A Wi-Fi computer in my pocket, running off of that battery. I mean, I can do that anyway with a laptop, but, like, I can't put the laptop in my pocket. But I could put this in, literally in my pocket and, like, SSH into it from my phone because it has its own Wi-Fi. Or Bluetooth. Or Bluetooth. Although you can't really do Bluetooth SSH. I don't think that's actually a thing. No, I don't believe so. But, like, I could run a computer in my pocket and, like access it from my phone, and just have it run. Okay, here we go. Power consumption for idling is around... Yep. Uh, it draws 260 milliamps at idle, 
and 370 mil. Oh, that's the old one. That's the old one. Okay, never mind, never mind. Here's the new one. New one, 280 milliamps at idle and 580 milliamps under stress. So call it a half an amp. Mm -hmm. I have a 30,000 milliamp hour, like, phone charger battery from Anchor. Yes. It could power this for 60 hours. Hang on. Hang on. I just want to check. I want to check on something. Assuming. Just starting and and walking from Madison, Wisconsin. Walk to Portage, Michigan. Walking. (laughs) If I take the ferry... (laughs) And walked down from Muskegon. It's a 60-hour trip. What? You don't want to walk through Chicago? Walking through Chicago, it's 92 hours. <laughs> I mean, through parts of Chicago. I wonder, like, what is the path that it's going to take you on? Because, like, that just seems like such a long trip. But evidently you could do it like there's walking paths through this whole thing can i walk along us 18 here is there actually like a walking path sure don't look like it (laughs) it is literally just having you walk along the side of the road are you listening to oh i turned on isaac's uh audio room monitor yes Okay. Um, 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 okay. Enough of that. That is a long walk. So Raspberry Pi 02W has been released. They put a Raspberry Pi 3 chip on a Raspberry Pi Zero body, and it is friggin' insane. And it is $15. Potentially good news. Jesus Christ, that's cheap. Potentially good news. Biden has finally submitted... His nominations for the two empty spots on the FCC. Yes, he has picked to basically re-up Rosen Morsel because she's currently the interim FCC chairwoman. Um, yep. Uh, she is expected to win Senate approval because, you know, 50 votes. She's already done so. Yeah, she's already been approved by the Senate to be on the FCC, so I have a feeling, you know, it's kind of hard to say no. Um, Yeah. So she will actually now become the first woman to serve as permanent FCC chief. Woo! And then, so that would get us back to uh, 2-2. That us at 3-2? No, that, that, well, because it's... I think um, it is two two right. Now. It is two two right now. Yes, her her term is supposed to be up at the end of the year. But since oh, but she's she the, is part of that two two. Yes. So this is this is just putting her back in there. Yes, because um, she'll get in for a new term. Right. She was going to have to leave. I do believe at the end of the year. If yep, she something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Without being confirmed to a new term, Rosen Russell would have needed to leave the FCC at the end of the year. She's already passed her her like. You are supposed to leave on this date, but then there's the emergency, like, but we haven't found a replacement, so you can stay longer. Yes. But now, it, when she gets approved, she'll be back in for a full term. The open spot, they're going yeah. to uh, nominate Gigi Sean 
S O H N. Spell it. Gigi, I'm going to guess Sohn. Sohn, Gigi Sohn, who was a former aide to Tom Wheeler, former FCC chairman. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we know who Tom Wheeler is. At least I hope we know who Tom Wheeler is. Yep. I know who Tom Wheeler is. We've talked about Tom Wheeler enough. I remember being outraged when Tom Wheeler was nominated. So was and everybody else. turned out to be a pretty good guy. Yeah. So Rosenworcel is getting the nomination, which is good, but also, like, we don't know if she will attempt to undo some of the damage that Mr. Pie has done. Well, she added that she views the rollbacks to net neutrality as a way to make it easier for broadband companies to block websites, slow speeds, and dictate what we can do and where we can go online. Yeah. <laughs> That that doesn't sound like a, and I plan to undo it. I'm happy to be wrong on this one, Andy. I feel... I'm not even going to put a dinner on this. I would very much like to be wrong. But, like, it's the Biden administration. Well, um, she originally, she was on the board, I do believe, when they voted originally back in 2012. Yeah, so she, she would have voted for it. Yeah, she would have voted for it. Yep. But voting for it when someone else is putting it out there is not the same as being the chairman and putting it out there. Yes, but I have a feeling t she can be like, look, we've, we've already been down this road. Granted, yeah. I hate this I whole yo-yo bit that we've got going on right now. The back and forth. Yeah, yeah, because now it's just a matter of time until the Republicans control it and then they'll roll it back again. Gee, wouldn't it be great if we had a functioning government that could step in and say like, no, actually, we, we should do it like this. Well, when half the government's only job is um, to just obstruct the other half. Yeah, it's hard to have a functioning government. Mm -hmm. Okay, but at least we're, we're going to get out of this 2-2 deadlock and we'll have people who, who actually like think the internet should be useful yes. and not just a way to make money. Mm -hmm. uh, SpaceX, coming back to Mr. Musk. SpaceX has done some cool stuff this week. Yes. They tested the claw, or sorry, the chopsticks. <laughs> they call them, it's, it's part of Mechazilla, but it's the chopsticks. <sighs> okay, so they've got the arms on the launch tower. They tested the vacuum engine um, with a static fire, which on its own was like, wait, how can you do that? Um, uh, test a, an engine in vacuum? Well, no, no, no. Um, the vacuum engines, I think I have it on here as one of the earlier topics. Yeah, I think it's the one labeled Starship Update. Um, yeah. The, they ignited a vacuum version of the Raptor rocket engine, but okay. um, just the way that they're designed is um, basically, you know, the faster the gas is coming out, and they, in theory, <laughs> you know, could actually blow up the um, rocket engine. That's generally a bad idea. Yes, due to, uh, what's it called? Flow separation. I think I I know about flow separation. I'm trying to remember where I would have heard of it. But, okay. So they tested this new rocket. Yeah, so they got the, they got the, new, the new vacuum engine. They tested that one. It seems to have worked fine. Uh, so they've got, the, they've got Mechazilla. Is, the reason they need the vacuum one is that this is because it would be stacked on top of the booster 
and the booster's engine is going to get it up into vacuum, and yes. then the vacuum engine would have to take over from there. Yes. After separation, when the booster would then descend back to Earth and get caught by fucking giant chopsticks. <laughs> oh, the question is, is the... Is the... <clears throat> is the... Uh... The tank is the tank farm all done? That's the other question. Uh I know they made a lot of progress on it. I don't remember if it's been completed. Uh looks like the tank farm is pretty much in <laughs> place. Alright. Sweet. So the tank farm is set. The uh vacuum engine has been tested. We already know that the sea level engines work fine. They're pretty much basically I'm guessing right now they're just waiting for FAA approval. Well, hurry it up. <laughs> FAA. <clears throat> Again. Sorry. That's okay. Um, well, okay, so they, they did the, the two public meetings for the environmental studies. The FAA did, so... This is in Scotland? Yes. Oh, this is for SpaceX. Yeah. Sorry, yes. The SpaceX for Texas. They had the public hearings. Okay. Most yep. were positive. Good, I think. Well, we'll, I we'll hope. we have to wait to see what the um, see what the answer is about whether or not they can do this. Yep. Oh, crew three got delayed. <clears throat> the agency and SpaceX are now targeting one a.m. launch on November third for crew three. And that's still around the corner. Yeah, but it was it was supposed to be tomorrow. Central time. Uh, no, one a.m. Eastern time. Okay, so midnight. Oh, I don't know if I want to stay up for that. <laughs> I mean, you're basically doing that tonight, aren't you? Yes, but... Tonight's a Saturday night. Yes, not a Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Fair enough. Fair enough. So is there anything else on your list here that you would like to talk about? Oh, other SpaceX news. Uh, Russia has sure. agreed to use SpaceX to deliver cosmonauts to the ISS. To the ISS instead of their own Soyuz? Yeah. Wow. Yet another major coup. I mean, the Soyuz have been, like, the way to deliver people to space for years. The head of the Russian space agency said, I believe that when I meet with my NASA counterpart tomorrow, this was back on the 25th, um... We will surely discuss this issue, and we will discuss substantially the cosmonauts who will fly aboard a Crew Dragon, and we are ready to discuss U.S. astronauts who will fly on a Soyuz spacecraft. So it's a it's a trade-off. Yes. It's going to be like, hey, we need to get someone up here, and we don't have a ship ready. Can you help us get up there? Yes. Okay. That, that works out. I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, hey, the, the more options we have to get to space, the better. Yep, the better. All right. Well, I think that's that's probably gotten us enough, yeah? Yeah. Okay. What is your review, sir? Oh, my Hang on, before you before you do your review. Um, nope, never mind. Go for it. Your review. Are you sure? No, but go do your review. What what are you reviewing, Andy? I am reviewing Wait, did you just say O? No, I said book. Oh. I was, I was asking if you're reviewing a book as opposed to like a game or a no, tool. No, 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 no. I'm reviewing a game. Well, actually... A game. A, a game inside a game. 
A game inside a game. Is this another Hearthstone thing? <laughs> yes. Mother effort, you can't keep reviewing Hearthstone. <laughs> this has literally the only thing that's related to... Okay, so there are Hearthstone characters, okay? Yeah. But this has nothing... It's, it's like somebody had an idea for a roguelike squad game pitched it to somebody at blizzard and rather than make a brand new game they thought hey let's just put it inside hearthstone nobody will notice let's let's just make we'll just use the same engine and package it all together yeah okay so it's so it's it's not even like the same like rule set of like you have two players and they're nope nope it's 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 a roguelike game so it's not a deck builder so they, they don't even have to be cards, but they're cards, quote-unquote. Okay. Um, each, there are three types, three archetypes. There are casters, protectors, and fighters. And it's a rock-paper-scissors sort of thing where, you know, one group can do double damage to another group, but then gets double damage from the third group. Does that make right. sense? Yes. A does double damage to B, does double damage to C, does double damage to A. Yes. Okay. Does A do half damage to C, or just normal damage? Normal damage. Okay. So it's, you know... Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, yep. It's rock, paper, scissors. It's a roguelike thing where you actually have set fights. You have a board, quote-unquote, but you literally can only pick three characters out of the hmm. six that you start with. Okay. Um, each character has three abilities and they're all um i would call it what time-based where each has a different number and the lowest number goes first so turn order based yeah so yes turn order based yes that would be the better way to describe it so it's turn order based too okay and yeah no none of this sounds like hearthstone but it's supposedly in hearthstone it's you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to load up Hearthstone to not play Hearthstone. Or the fact that you actually, when you go into Hearthstone now, you actually have to click a button that says Hearthstone while you're inside Hearthstone to play Hearthstone. Well, at least the button is named well. Yes. So it's a roguelike game. You get, you, you pick your six people. If somebody dies during the progress through the dungeon, they're out. Right. There are there are chances to uh, there are you know because it's that's procedural like does yeah it's procedural chances so you could you know if you're if you're mapped out right you could get a spirit healer to um, you know rejuvenate right. your guy okay but yeah no it's not Hearthstone I'm you know there okay but is it good Andy you I want to review I don't want is it Hearthstone well do you like roguelike games I've played some that are good i should ask is it rogue like or rogue light because those are two different things i wait there are two different things i mean generally they are as two different things things rogue i mean they're both rogue light are rogue light but with fewer restrictions so i believe rogue light is even when you die you you still have grown and gained more so like your your cards are better or you have more powers or more options so that if, the next time through you go a little farther and the next time you go through you go a little farther a rogue like when you die that's it 
Okay, so this is going to be it's rogue. A, you are starting from scratch. Rogue light, then, not rogue like. Okay, it's rogue light because your character. So it is a general power growth. Yes, your characters, even if they die, will still gain some <sighs> experience points, even if they're dead. And once okay. you know, once you go through the your bounty or the dungeon, you know your character is alive again. It's it's not a permanent death. Okay, so yes, this is Rogue Light. Um, okay. I, I'm slowly working my way through the progression. Um, there are tasks that you get every day. If you, you know, if you fill up your, your town, they have like a little like campsite that you can build, which, you know, I finished building my campsite after like two days. So it wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you get to design, you know, it's, you just click a couple of buttons and boom, your campsite's built. Don't ever think about it again. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of annoying okay. because there is a mailbox and a merchant who have little, you know, quest exclamation points above them. Whenever you get a, a message from them saying, hey, there's a new sale on mercenary card packs in the mailbox. And then the merchant exclamation yeah. point is like, hey, here's <laughs> that sale on these mercenary card packs. So the OCD part of me literally has to go in there and click and go, yes, I've, I, I, yes, okay, I don't care about your sale. And then I have to go to the merchant and scroll down and click the actual sale item. Be like, yes, no, I don't care about your sale item. Just clear out the exclamation points. Um, you, you know, you gain coins and sometimes you gain random coins, which means you can get, you know, new characters and so you have to level up these new characters because sometimes you'll get these tasks for these new characters just randomly. Mm-hmm. So I have been playing, you know, the first uh, nine levels, ten levels, over and over and over again, trying, you know, kind of do the Pokemon aspect of just you got to level them all. Ugh. Yeah. That's a slog. Yes, especially um, <laughs> there was there was a kind of a way to kind of cheat because there is a mystery stranger that, you know, you get four tasks for your characters every day. Well, there's a mystery stranger who can actually give you a new task if you find him on the map. So there was a way that people were kind of just quickly cycling through one of the levels to get to the mysterious stranger quickly. Because it's like a one in three chance to, to, to get the mystery stranger in one of the squares. Um so yeah, people were just cycling through the levels really quickly to try and get, you know, new tasks to level up their characters faster. Right. And Blizzard has already hot fixed that. Oh no. Um and they also did another hot fix, which there's a PVP section to this. So rather than just playing the dungeon, you can actually get your group of 6 people together and play another player's group of 6 people. Well, before, as long as you beat one person on the other team, you got victory points for it, basically. Um, Well, people were kind of cheating the system and teaming up and doing, you know, oh, you know, you beat one of my guys, I concede, you win, then we team up again, and then I beat, you know, doing the the winning trading. Mm -hmm. So, So they fixed it now that you have to beat three of the opponents out of the six, before you get your victory points. Well, a lot of people are like, oh, shoot, I'm already down, like, you know, two nothing. You know, they've already killed two of my guys. I haven't killed any of their guys. This is not going to go well. I'll just concede. Okay. Well, because they're going to lose points no matter what. Either they lose the match or they concede and they lose points. Either way, they lose points. But 
since you didn't beat three of their guys and you only beat two of them, you don't get any victory points. I've had that happen to me a handful of times already in the PvP, and it's like, oh, come on, dude. You know? Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That that definitely sucks. So it's it hasn't been, you know, that pleasant of an experience. But I do have to say, though, it's nice when I'm not having to play against somebody because, you know, children. So I can just, yep. I can load up a dungeon and <clears throat> I can just, you know, can take my time. And actually, like, you know, plan out combos and plan out, you know, how I want to do things and not have to worry about that 45-second timer that Hearthstone always has. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's, it's, okay, so it is, it's, it is free. You do have to spend some in-game gold to purchase all of your campsite stuff. Um, But you get gold by playing the game anyway. Yeah. Um, so could I could I play mercenaries with nev- well ever touching actual Hearthstone? Uh, no, uh, n- no, because there actually is no way of earning gold from mercenaries. Okay, so you have to earn the gold from Hearthstone to do everything. Actually, in no, wait, no, you you can because you get a couple, you get a handful of that reward track a- XP. With every match, you'll get like seven. It's it's not a lot. You'll get a little bit. So in theory, you could you could play it without actually having to have any gold in the bank. Mm-hmm. But it'd be a lot faster to actually play Hearthstone to get the gold, and then you know spend it in the the mercenaries thing. But yeah, once once you once you build out your campsite, which I think is like seventeen hundred to two thousand gold then you you don't have to spend any more gold in the game that's it okay so if you have if you have a you know a, a an okay amount of gold in the bank you don't have to spend anything mercenaries is entirely free sweet and supposedly with the next uh next mini pack they're going to bring out some new mercenary characters as well so Ooh. they're they're actually already updating the game with coming out with some new characters and new pirate synergies and all this other stuff. So so I should probably check it out. You can check <laughs> it like I said, it's free. You know, you yeah. can start the, you can do the base game for free. Can you do it on your phone? I don't know. I don't actually have Hearthstone on my phone anymore because I was kept on running out of room. <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, shoot. I've got Hearthstone on here sucking up a couple of gigabytes of space." Yeah. Let me just delete that. Oh, look at that. Look, I've got <laughs> My phone's not going to keep telling me, hey, you have less than a gigabyte of storage space. At least, you know, for a couple more weeks until I take some more pictures and then, you know. Yeah. Uh, Yep. All right. Cool. So, yes, Hearthstone Mercenaries. It is, it's in Hearthstone, but it's not Hearthstone. But it still uses the same characters as Hearthstone. Yes, it still has all the WoW characters. So, yeah, there is that. All right, random topic. Rolled ahead yeah. of time. What do you sing in the shower? Whatever the fuck I want. I don't actually sing in the, Well, when I sing in the shower, most of the time, it's just in my head. Because I've picked up my mom's habit of um, just random, normally just if I'm by myself, just singing a tune. And sometimes people find that weird. Mm-hmm. So normally I just try to internalize the singing in my head. Um, sometimes uh, defense mechanism. Yeah, sometimes I uh, 
I talk to myself in the shower, kind of like, you know, planning out my day or, you know, trying to, you know, have an argument with myself to find the counter argument so I can counter the counter, that sort of stuff. Yep. But no, I haven't really, I haven't really sung in the shower. It's just, it's just not my thing. Oh, I, I do indeed sing in the shower. Um, I have a Bluetooth speaker in the shower. And so I'll, I'll put my phone on and like, I'll throw something on YouTube. And usually I'm, I'm watching something like I'll watch Colbert or I'll watch, um, uh, the, the, um, actually what we talked about earlier or, or, you know, just like put something on there just for some noise. But every so often I'll throw on some music and it's wait, whatever wait, wait, I'm wait, listening wait, wait. to is, is what I'll sing along. What? You watch YouTube while you're in the shower? Well, I'm not really actively watching it, but it is there and I am listening to it. Okay. Okay, so you're like listening to that like I listen to some of my podcasts on YouTube while right. I'm driving. But like because... I'll put the phone on the I'll I'll put the phone up on top of the shower. Like the video is there. And so if I want to like see what they're talking about, I can just look up and see it. Oh, I yeah, I I do some of my podcasts. Uh, through YouTube now because YouTube lets me do the 1.5 playback pretty quickly and easily and then I'm not yep. you know wasting space on my phone because one, yep. yeah once again my phone is pretty much full you know there's there's a Google podcast app right yes but some of the podcasts that I listen to quote unquote are not actual podcasts but they're only on okay YouTube on YouTube yes okay. well but then you're not using YouTube to listen to podcasts you're YouTubing YouTube content. Yes, I'm YouTubing YouTube content, but I'm not actually watching it while I'm driving. I'm just listening to it. Right, right. Through my car's Bluetooth okay. connection in the stereo. Yes, yeah, yes. But as I said, every so often I'll, I'll start singing whatever I'm listening to. The other day it was a series of meme songs. Uh, I've done... I've... I've there was a period where I was listening to a lot of the Wellerman sea shanty, uh, Disney songs. A lot of villain songs are really good shower songs. I can see that. Now I just want to get a bunch of sea shanties from Assassin's Creed back up again. <laughs> that was that was nice to just, you know, casually just, you know, sail across the sea. Your crew would just randomly start yeah. singing a song. Yep. But okay, so Dave sings in the shower, Andy does not. Yeah. Things you learn on this podcast. Well, on that note, Dave, um, happy Halloween in 10 minutes for you. Happy Halloween, Andy. And uh, I thought about saying that 50 minutes ago, but I, I decided to hold off. Well, now that we're the end, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.